0: Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture movies and TV shows. My name is Sam and with me, as always, is the fang, the heart, the talon, the spine and the Tail of the podcast, Chris. Well, nice memory there. Uh, those, if you don't know, are the five different factions of—is it Komoda? From *Raya and the Last Dragon*, was it Komoda? I, I don't think. I, th- I th- no. Well, Kamara. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah, Kamara. Kamara. Kamara sounds about right. There you go. We're talking about Ryan and the Last Dragon*. We are. We're talking about <laughs> an animated movie because it's Disney and it's good. And Gibney property. property. And because we're everyone can starved, watch it, it's on Gibney Plus, we're kind of starved of releases. But next week will be the complete opposite. And yeah, so anyway, we're not talking about next week. We're talking about this week. So yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon. That's it. This was a good time of year, I think, to put this out. Like it was a good, like, little free period, just slightly in there. Yeah, and especially because of the vibe of it, I thought. Um, well, anyway, we're going to get onto that at some point throughout this episode. Mm. Yes. Um, before we do that, what have you been watching this week, mate? What have I been watching? Um, it's only been a couple of days since we recorded the last one, because we recorded the last one on Sunday, and it's now only Thursday. so mm-hmm. The day of rest. What uh, day of reckoning, you could say. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is if we were recording this podcast. <laughs> uh, what have I been watching? Uh, still binging The Office. Um... I don't think much other than um, I've watched all of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay, still on that anime hype, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. bro. It's fantastic, uh, but I don't have a fuck. What <laughs> I don't have a clue what the ending was at all. Like, it's it's like somebody read all of Sigm like Sigmund Freud's fucking work, just read it all. Listen to the nature of consciousness, all like these deep philosophical things and I was like, Yeah, but what if there was robots? <laughs> but then the robots aren't robots, they're the next evolution of humanity, they are like human cloning but also space aliens? <laughs> yeah. It sounds a little bit uh, a little bit complicated. Um and apparently if I watched the two films that came after it, it would make sense. Um So I've got got three hours worth of films to watch to make it make sense. The fact you've got to watch that much for it to make sense, I don't know, perhaps maybe speaks for it, but you know what, it's not about the ending, it's probably about the journey along the way, isn't it? It is, So it's incredible. Uh, There's a lot of reasons why the last two episodes are the way they are if you look into it. But yeah, it's fucking great. I'm so glad that I finally finished it because I like you know when you watch something like and you get like three episodes in and then a couple years later you're like, Oh, I'm gonna go back to that thing so you rewatch the first three episodes and then a couple years later you're like, Okay, I'm actually gonna go back to that thing so you have to rewatch the entire thing. But I finally finished it. Yeah, cool. Great. Uh what have you been watching? Uh, I've been carrying on the Vikings binge, carrying on Snowpiercer, still keeping up with that. I kind of starting to fall off it a little bit, to be honest with you. I don't think <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't know whether I, it depends on whether there's going to be like a, a bit of a saving grace in this second season, but I just think it's in comparison to other things I've been watching, it's just a bit getting a bit boring now. Um, yeah, that's how I felt with Season 1. Like I said, like Season 2 made it a bit more interesting, but I don't know if that was just because I wanted to see Sean Bean. Yeah, so don't really expect a Season 2 recap of Snowpiercer coming out. <laughs> um, other than that, I have also watched... Uh, I've actually, after you mentioned about your anime hype, um, I started watching Yu-Gi-Oh! again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking, I was like, what the fuck has he watched? But I remember you telling me that you're yeah. starting Yu-Gi-Oh! Bruh. So, I've been watching season one. I think I'm only going to watch one season of it. Um, I've just been Do watching you, uh... it it's fast and it's quick. It's like 20 minutes an episode. So, yeah. yeah. Do you believe in the heart and the cards? I think you don't have really have a choice. I think you have to kind of believe in the heart of the cards. Do you have the power of friendship on your side? Yes. And I've also Are you gonna save your granddad from uh, from the Shadow Realm? Yeah, but it's all about that bloody millennium puzzle around your neck, innit? And just one day I fit, I solved it and then one day I had this uh, guy just start you know, every now and then when someone said I challenged you to a duel, I couldn't help but shout out Samuel <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I think you mean when somebody says that I challenged you to uh did duel. Yeah, Uh, all the throwbacks. (laughs) All the throwbacks. Uh, It's it's so fucking good. (laughs) I totally forgot how cold opening it had like it just drops you in and expects you to like just yep okay right there's a millennium puzzle right Oh shouts Oh out and then he turns like he ages by about like 15 years and he gets a little bit taller <laughs> and his best uh, mate doesn't notice <laughs> never notices Yeah, none of the friends well you know it takes him about five episodes before they start questioning like hmm doesn't he sound a bit different yeah okay yeah oh oh yeah the granddad just got stuck in the tv yeah it's fine that kind of vibe, but uh... <laughs> it, it, it do be like that sometimes. Yeah, it, do you know why it's, it's like odd. that? It it's uh, because, because there was actually a different version of Yu-Gi-Oh before Yu-Gi-Oh, which was much darker, but it was about loads of different games. So then, like, they tried to do that anime and that manga, and it didn't work out. People weren't really clicking with it, but everyone liked the concept of dual monsters. So they were like, right, okay, let's give this another go. So they started writing a new manga for it, and then like as soon as like two issues came out and it was really successful, they put the show into production. So they were just sort of like dropped in dead fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they didn't really have much time to build up to anything. They were like, right, okay, while the iron's hot, let's just get into fun some like dual monsters, mm. get this Millennium puzzle going. Yeah, pretty fun. I was uh, surprised at how quick they drop Exodia in, like dropping him right at the beginning on episode one. I got all five pieces of Exodia the other I week. I did. I, I got the actual cards. I did. Yeah. I saw it. Childhood dream come true. It, it, it was. Did watching this make you want to play Yu-Gi-Oh again? Uh not really (laughs) not really okay I'm I'm enjoying me and Richard started watching it last year a little bit and we bought a couple speed decks but we never got around to playing because Covid yeah but also it's like you know we have that much going on in terms of like D&D stuff and then this and then generally having a life and it's like when are we ever going to get a chance to sit down and play (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! we don't have a chance to sit down and play Bloody Boss Monster anymore and (laughs) 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 <laughs> sick ate no bo- more epic spell battles and whatever the fuck other games we used to play what the hell we- i can't remember as sick <laughs> as boss monster was to be fair that's a fun yeah. fun, fun board game fun game if you want to go check it out it's a card game uh right okay do you want to move on to do you want me to take the news and you take the trailers this week how are we doing this uh, yeah we can do I've got a couple little bits of news as well but if you want to get the ball rolling I'll fill in some all of right cool right big story first of all is the the Snyder cut leaked on uh, line a lot earlier in the most ridiculous spectacular way straight from official yeah. sources actually weirdly enough <laughs> Somebody at HBO Max was just in like a bad mood with some shit going down, and we're like, you know what, let's fucking tank this shit into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was all the ones that are getting like lawsuits against them and shit for the carryings on on the Joss Whedon set. Yeah, or maybe Maybe it was just spitefully like, fuck fuck this shit, put it on. Maybe Joss Whedon paid somebody who uploads to HBO Max (laughs) to do this. Maybe. Do you want to explain what happened anyway? Because it is kind of funny. So um, what would happen is you would... uh, Oh, and also a really funny thing. Ray Fisher also tweeted out that he was like, I'm streaming this right now. Who's streaming it with me? (laughs) That was really funny. Um, Right, okay. So in terms of what happened, basically Tom and Jerry came out, which was uh, something we spoke about, but probably didn't watch. Um, Nope. But instead of Tom and Jerry playing, you played it, and all of a sudden, you were greeted by Jared Leto's Joker in a in a bulletproof vest with loads of cop badges on him, being like, "We all live in a society," <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and you were like, "Wait, this ain't Tom and Jerry." So yeah, basically, <laughs> the uh, someone fucked up and uploaded the wrong MP4 file to the <laughs> to the release. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon is just an MP4 file on the other end of uploading Well, I mean it was, I mean for this mistake to have happened, it literally must just you must literally just upload it. If you know how Do you reckon they've got a big drag and drop folder on the desktop, which is like put your finished movie here and we'll upload it. And yeah. somebody just dragged the wrong one over. And someone dragged the just entire Just the intern sni- was clicking things. Yeah, and they dragged the entire Snyder cut and they were like, hmm, I don't remember Tom and Jerry being four hours. <laughs> oh well it's funny as well like all the memes of it's just like you give your kid the ipad to sit there and watch tom and jerry to keep them quiet and you just see fucking wonder woman decapitating dark side or some shit <laughs> mm. so in terms of this there has been a couple of first impressions out about it because obviously people have had the chance to be able to uh, stream it and watch it um I don't believe anyone had the chance to get it. I don't think it was long, so I don't think people have had the chance to like rip it and then upload it anywhere else because it it hasn't really landed anywhere since the leak. Um, but a lot of people took to Twitter with photos and videos and screen caps of like particular scenes, which has obviously all been yeeted off the internet by Warner Brothers. And um, but a lot of people being like, hmm, I think a lot of people are actually quite underwhelmed by the Snyder Cut. Uh, which is a bit sad, but also I guess people wouldn't have got all the way through the film before it was removed. Uh, so Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people saying that it just seems to be the nightmare stuff that um, people were actually able to see that much of. Yeah, so I so... don't know if anyone's got really a true representation of what the film's like or anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a couple of people talking about dark side bits, uh, things like that. Uh, but what we'll do is we won't talk about any of those things if you want to go find them out have a little look for yourself but we'll keep it pretty free because i think me and you even though we've seen these i think we're both still quite eager to watch the snyder cut and see how it yeah i've been avoiding everything that's been coming out about it have you even avoided the new trailer that shows a little bit more of a green lantern flying around that's quite fun yes I've even avoided that. I've literally avoided. Like, I've just seen uh, seen the headlines about like things leaking, and I've just been like, I'm not going to click on it and like encourage the leaks and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Just wait for it because we did actually get confirmation of how we can see it in the UK as well, didn't we? Um, I believe. Uh, It's going to Sky Premier Access. When's that that it's coming out? April 18th? Something like that. And that'll also mean that if you have... Check the picture that you sent in the chat. Yep. And that'll also mean that in the UK, if you don't have Sky in terms of your service provider, you can get Now TV to watch this, which is probably how I'll be watching it, uh, which is equally... It's It's March 18th, so it's next Thursday, which means in the next week we've got, what, Cherry... Zack Snyder's Justice League and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh no! <laughs> what what do we cover next week? Oh no! What do Two maybe? Two bonus episodes. <laughs> maybe the best thing to do is that we'll put a poll out on the socials at Get Real Pod on Facebook, oh. Instagram, and Twitter, um, and maybe we'll get people to let us know what uh, they want us to review, maybe. Maybe? Yeah. Maybe? We'll get round to all three of them. It's just in what order we get to them. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Apparently, Cherry is out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Cherry's got 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, well, really, I mean, people will probably listen to this on Monday and wonder why we didn't cover Cherry. Hmm. Yeah, it was a little bit later in the week, though. We can we can just wave our hand away like that mm-hmm. maybe we'll have <laughs> later some, on in the week maybe we'll have some extra episodes come out who knows mm, maybe some bonus episodes Ooh. maybe some bonus episode Right, oh, okay yeah, bonus for a while. Uh, other other bits of news uh, tidbit is that we got more casting for borderlands which is uh bricking up to be the best film ever Um, Ariana Greenblatt is playing Tiny Tina and Florian Montinu so to give you a bit of an idea Ariana Greenblatt is uh, baby Gamora not baby but young Gamora in Infinity War Endgame And Florian Muntanyu is the... He plays Ivan Drogo's son in Creed. He plays Victor Drogo. Uh, Florian is playing Krieg the Psycho, which I am absolutely enthralled by. What a great film this is going to be. Like, having Uh. just... just, Right, okay. Let's just recap for those that don't (laughs) know uh we've got kevin hart as roland you've got jack black as claptrap you've Mm -hmm. got kate blanchett as lilith uh you've got jamie lee curtis as dr patricia tannis and then you've got creak the psycho and you've also got tiny tina this is going to be incredible going to be an absolute ride I can't wait to get the first trailer and I also I really hope I'm not disappointed by it because I really don't want to be disappointed by this film at all I'm wondering are we going to get an R rating on this as well I think you've you've almost got to for violence yeah like if we've got Krieg the Psycho in there and it's Eli Roth who let's face it is known for his like torture porn horror films And being in in Inglorious Bastards, in which he scalps people, so that's pretty gory as well. Like we know he loves his gore, and Borderlands just land like they just have blood pumping out of everything when you dismember shit. So, I mean, if you're gonna have one (laughs) shot at a Borderlands movie, right, and you're gonna have Eli Roth at the helm of it, you you're gonna go balls to the wall, aren't you? And like when a site in Borderlands, psychos are like the most common bad guy. They're like the stormtroopers of the Borderlands universe. <laughs> Apart from if a stormtrooper was diagnosed clinically insane and when you killed him, he shouted out loud about how he, he dreams of shoving turnips up his ass or something. And it's <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Was that? and uh, other things that Chris actually said that you wouldn't have heard because my swift <laughs> editing got rid of it because it was a little bit inappropriate for the podcast. <laughs> but shoving turnips where they shouldn't go is definitely allowed allowed um yeah uh, excited for it Are you feeling the same Are you pretty anticipated for it yeah i love borderlands it's one of my favorite game series and you you like put a nice seed in my mind which if it doesn't live up to that now i'm going to be disappointed you said it's going to be like mad max Fury road with psychos and monsters and i want to see that now <laughs> yeah apart like it'll kind of be like that i reckon but without the "let's turn around and go back and do it all over again" kind of thing that <laughs> Mad Max: Fury yeah. Road had, and at the end, they'll get to a vault that'll open, and then there'll be a gigantic monster, like Pacific Rim kaiju esque thing on the yeah. other side. So that'll be fun. Uh, right? Okay. My last story that I've got before we move on to your little bits is that Creed Three has officially scored Michael B. Jordan's as, as its director. So that was a now it's official. It's official that mm-hmm. he's the director now, which is fun because I quite enjoyed Creed one and two. I nearly said Krieg one and two. Uh Creed. <laughs> we are not talking about Borderlands anymore. Um we're talking about the Rocky films, which is Creed, which is Creed One, Two, and now three. So yeah, fun. Yep. And we also with that announcement, we got a slated release date, which is November twenty third, twenty twenty two. It's exciting. Um so it's got the um got the original writers so ryan coogler's uh sorry um keenan Kugler uh is going to write it alongside uh zach Balin, who did creed 2 so they're who's writing it and we've got michael b jordan obviously lead role and directing it so mm-hmm. i'm excited to see what michael b jordan does as a director mm-hmm. mm. uh, We, Uh you all know how we think about michael b jordan on this podcast yeah we enjoy him my little stem has started to come back Then Michael B. John. <laughs> Watch your bits <laughs> of news anyway. Okay, so the first fun little bit is that we've been revealed the working title of Ant-Man and the Wasp as uh, pre-production is starting. So this is just funny. The pre-production, like, you know the secret code name when the shooting? Is Goat Rodeo? Okay, right. <laughs> it's not just... <laughs> So, Goat Rodeo is actually, like, a known term, apparently. It's defined in dictionary.com as a slang term for something going totally, unbelievably, disastrously wrong and there's nothing left to do except for sit back and watch the train wreck. I mean, if Quantumania was in the dictionary, I reckon that would also be the definition of it as well. Yeah. So, that that just made me chuckle to see, but it's nice to see that it's in pre-production. It's... Um, it's starting to get under wraps which is nice mm-hmm. um and w- two last little bits I'll mention like one quick one um, to do with the the Snyder Cut Joe has done like a big old interview with the uh, what was it Happy Something Sad Podcast what's it Happy Sad Confused Podcast oh, okay. with Josh Horowitz he did an interview and he's basically done like a tell all piece about his side of the death stroke debacle what's been going on So we know he's back for at least the nightmare scenes in Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. But he's also said that... um, Obviously, we saw the screen test that him and Ben Affleck did um, and Zack Snyder, I guess. And we heard that he was going to be the main villain of the Ben Affleck Batman film. And they were sort of like storyboarding and stuff like that, like potential action scenes. And they were using the one from Arkham Origins, you know, on the shipping containers yeah, as like the main inspiration for that fight Um, so that was pretty cool that they've taken inspiration from the games and that is a really sick like Batman Deathstroke fight so fair play he also said that he was signed on and attached to four or five different projects um, or four or five different versions of Suicide Squad 2 before James Gunn came on board and James Gunn obviously came in rewrote the script pretty much entirely himself um, and he's no longer in that but mm. that would have been an interesting version of that mm-hmm. um especially get, uh, now that we don't have will Smith's dead shot in there, yeah, what she would swap you dead for your death, i guess <laughs> um, and what was the other bit that came out? Oh he was meant to have a standalone film as well, which we heard rumors about a long time ago mm-hmm he's meant to have his own standalone film with um I can't remember who was meant to be directing it uh, Gareth something um and that ended up falling through after AT&T bought out Warner Brothers. So uh, He's on this big old tell-all thing, so if you want to listen to that podcast, you can get more information on it. I think he also spoke about maybe the um, d d film that he was writing and going to produce, which I don't think he's writing or producing anymore. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yep, yeah. and one last little bit. It's been announced now that in 2020, AMC lost one4 billion dollars cheese obviously due to corona cheese Woo! it's a lot of money that is a lot of money um no wonder reddit i had to buy it <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> um, yeah that is shocking and that like amc is possibly the biggest cinema chain in the world because they're only the one of the few that are are international We've got some in the UK, obviously. It's massive in America, but AMCR all around the world. Mm-hmm. That is a big loss. Um, they're still going at the moment, but who knows how long Corona's going to be around for and, unfortunately, how long cinemas are going to be closed for. But as soon as we can get back to cinemas, best believe we're going to be there front and centre. You best believe it. Um, so, yeah, guys, don't pirate films. Go to the cinema and watch them. Don't be a dick. If you want this uh, podcast to carry on, we need the cinemas to stay open and films to keep getting made. Don't watch leaks of the Snyder Cut online, please. No. Don't watch illegal versions of Raya and the Last Dragon. Pay that £20 premium fee. Yikes. (laughs) Um, Yikes, indeed. uh, Trailers? Uh, Trailers. You want to take it away Uh, on the trailers trailers? this week? Yes. So... um, We've got two to catch up on. One of them I mentioned quickly last week, but I forgot to watch it in time before we recorded. So we had the trailer for Shadow and Bone come out on Netflix. Now, I said this was like a fantasy series. I've watched the trailer. We've got a bit more details. It is a fantasy series. Lots of, like, maybe dragons. There's definitely demons in this, like, shadowy, like... uh, The world's been, like, split in half by this, like, shadowy, smoky wall thing which, Mm. like, all the demons live in. Um, and we discover this woman who's got magical light powers who can like destroy things in the darkness. Um mm. and she teams up with I'm forgetting his name, he was the villain in Punisher, you know, the guy who gets his face torn to shreds. Oh what's yeah. Yeah, I know who you mean um from Prince Caspian is Prince Caspian, what's his He had a name which is something to do with how messed up his face was and I can't remember yeah, what it was. Jigsaw wasn't it? Yeah, it's Jigsaw, that's it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm trying to remember what the uh, what the don't remember. Just uh, use Google. Actors called. Uh, I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But it kept coming up with the the um, thingy. Um, ben Barnes. There you go. Yeah, he played Jigsaw. Yeah, it kept coming up with the movies. I was like, no, I want the Netflix show. <laughs> um yes so he's a pretty good actor and i've never seen anything that the lead actress has done before but that is dropping on netflix on april 23rd if this is the netflix way i'm gonna guess we're gonna get all episodes all at once so that'll be nice to binge and if it's a good high fantasy series we'll definitely cover it on here because you guys love the witcher apparently so yes absolutely. (laughs) absolutely um next one that we had it was just a teaser that we got last week uh, for Jupiter's Legacy, did you see this teaser? Uh, I did. Yeah, it's a couple of shots from the comic and how they kind of stack up versus um, shots that they're going to be doing as well. So yeah, yeah. So they fun. release a load of stills from from the series. Uh, this is the first property coming from the Miller World buyout or, or license and buyout from Netflix. So Mark Miller, like he's an infamous comic writer, he's got his own imprint of comic books, and he's sold the licensing rights to Netflix probably about three years ago now, and it's taken a while to get anything going. Mm-hmm. Um, but we finally got Jupiter, uh, Jupiter's Legacy, which I think is one of his biggest ongoing titles. It might have ended now. I think we're into a sequel series for it now. Yeah. Uh, the synopsis... Um... okay uh, okay uh, the first <laughs> generations of superheroes have kept the world safe for nearly a century now their children must live up to their legacy so it looks kind of dark uh, we've got superhero prisons in there mm-hmm. um yeah I don't I've never read this comic book series so well, but it looks fun I don't man. know I'll a lot of people in the comments are likening it to sort of the same feel as The Boys and Umbrella Academy. Well, you know, yeah. sort of like that indie superhero like you've got the Superman standing and stuff like that. So It's a bit like what happens when superheroes get old and can't be superheroes anymore, kind of thing. Yeah, kind know? of like DC Kingdom Come if you've read that one probably. Mm. Nope. Well, um yeah. yeah, that comes out on May 7th. Cool. So, not that far away. That gives us something to get through till uh, to Loki. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier has ended. Because that's only six episodes, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. So, I don't I don't know if they're dropping two episodes or not. They might just drop one episode. I wonder if the um, the episode's going to be longer, though. It's Maybe, longer than like, a 35-minute... Like, 35 minutes of content, so probably, like, 45-minute runtime, because of 10 minutes of... Fucking credits. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Oxygen. It's a French film coming to Netflix, but this looks quite interesting. It looks like a few... Have you seen Buried with Ryan Reynolds where he's stuck in a coffin? Uh, yes. I haven't seen the so film, looks... but I know of the film. So it looks like that, only she's in like a lab and like she's been trapped in this thing and the oxygen keeps running out and she keeps blacking out and then... That makes her lose some memories and then they turn the oxygen back on so she comes back on. Okay. Uh, she like comes back and she's like trying to solve things and figure out what's going on with the world and why she's been trapped in this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of imageries of like rats in mazes and stuff like that. It mm-hmm. looks interesting. I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, that's a French film coming to Netflix on May 12th. Cool. Sounds um, fun. Finally, the next one that isn't well, the, the last one, and it's not on Netflix this time, it was the trailer for City of Lies, starring Johnny Depp and Lawrence Fishburne. There's some other actors in there that we've seen. This is based around the police investigation behind the murder of Notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls, yeah. um, uh, Biggie Biggie, and Tupac. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's some sort of anniversary of the death of Notorious B.I.G., because we've just got a Netflix documentary series about it as well. Um, so I don't know if it's like some special. I can't remember what year it happened in. Um, but there's a lot of biggie stuff coming out at the moment. Mm. So this is coming out apparently on March 19th in the US as the initial release date. But I don't know where you can view it. And I don't know if it's coming to any streaming service at the moment. But it's coming out in a week's time. Mm. Um, it did look quite interesting. I don't know, like how true to life it's going to be or anything because i don't really know much about this like and i knew more about nwa going into straight out compton rather than this so i don't know it looks interesting johnny depp's back yeah He's good back to at see it him again. something again yeah uh, um uh forest Weirker is always great so yeah maybe check that one out mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably wait to see what the reviews are to see before i watch that one yeah that seems pretty fair but that's all i've got in the way of trailers. Cool. I suppose that is that then, right? Yeah. I think it's time to go on to Raya and The Last Dragon. I feel like some really scenic kind of music should have played then. Like some like <laughs> really like when you listen to the start of an audiobook, because I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks <laughs> lately. And they start like uh, well, the ones I listen to are like uh, quite action y, but um it would have been like a. It's like the establishing shot of the nice quaint village at the beginning of the film. Kind of like the music in *Raya and the Last Dragon*. Like if we had put some of that over it, because that had beautiful music in it. Like the it's establishing shots, certainly did. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, obviously, so, um... obviously, uh, just up top, uh, it's worth noting that. We do have a time code in the, in the Z description. If you want to skip ahead to spoilers or avoid said spoilers, that is all down below. Uh, we'll talk non-spoilers and then we'll talk a bit of uh, story beats and stuff that will probably fall under spoiler shiz. So yeah, non-spoilers. Yeah, music first then. Is that what you wanted to talk about first? Well, I was just going to drop us into the classic, talk about... Sam, what do you think? Like the overall plot was. We haven't done that for a while. Elevator pitch. What was the plot? Uh, you mean what? What the? What? What was the? What was the? Uh, what the story was? Is that what you're trying to ask me there? Yeah, I was. I was trying not to rip that off entirely, but yeah, I was trying to go back to like what a year ago when we used to do. What's the elevator pitch for this property? Uh, yeah. So elevator pitch. Um, okay. Uh, the world. <laughs> Dropping you into the it. world of Commandra was was all joined together now it's not dragon saved it from droon droon are bad guys it's about getting the gems getting the dragon's back getting rid of the droon cool yeah, yeah i'll take that yeah um so this is on disney plus's premium access it launched a few uh, nearly a week ago it'll mm-hmm. be a week from when you guys are listening to this i think um yeah, I really enjoyed this. This is doing quite well on Rotten Tomatoes, but everywhere else it's sort of it's still doing good. Um, so I've got it here. Rotten Tomatoes the critic score, critics score is 95% and the audience score is 83%. So that's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Obviously certified fresh. The critics consensus says Another gorgeously animated, silkily voiced entry into the Disney canon. Ray and the Last Dragon continues the studio's increased representation while affirming its classic formula is just as reliable as ever. Yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty damn good way of putting it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, when I see it on Google, it's on uh, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb and 75% on Metacritic. Yeah. On eighty five percent for Google reviews. What would you give it as a percentage? Um I would probably give it I think eighty three is not a bad score. No. I really liked it. I had a really good time with this film. Yeah, I did as well. I thought genuine genuinely really enjoyed it. I kind of like had the same feeling of enjoyment that I had from when I watched um Soul. Like, although it's a completely different kind of kind of thing, it's like One thing I kind of know, like, start getting into it properly, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I'd probably give it around the same. I don't think it's something that I'd probably ever watch again, but I think it's definitely an enjoyable film. And I think why I enjoyed it so much is that it kind of had, like, a bit more maturity to it. Like, as far as animated films go, You know the the target audience is kids, right? So you're aiming it Mm -hmm. for kids, and obviously you have this big overall lesson in the in the thing that you learn that's dead obvious at the end. Um, But in terms of like how this feels quite mature, in terms like the fight scenes in it, it's like it feels like they're really going for each other. Like I don't know whether choreography was great. Yeah, um, but I, I think it was definitely at least motion tracked in some way. Yeah, but I don't know whether that's more down to the sound design, like the way it hits and the way like someone's trying to punch when they punch each other in a fight. It's like it really like feels like a punch. It feels like you're watching mm-hmm. like a Marvel movie, not like a, a Disney animated movie. Um, yeah. So it's like yeah, and the 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 sword fighting and stuff was all really cool in this, and yeah, the choreography plays that, but it just sounded like energetic um it felt really heavy and it kind of felt that same kind of maturity that you get in the final season of the clone wars a little bit uh and everyone always says you know clone what oh, all there's this ongoing joke in there where it's like oh, the clone wars is a kids series and it's like oh no mm. next joke it's definitely not um <laughs> but yeah um star Studied cast kelly marie as raya Um, she's amazing in it voice acting is second to none um i could literally see her in star wars when she was talking at parts i I was seeing rose tico talk but the way she was like delivering those lines was just so natural because i could see her as an actress in a movie delivering the same level of performance if you get me yeah, I think something that I noticed the animation worked stunningly with the, with the voice acting. Like sometimes, like there is a bit of a disconnect with that uh, animated films, isn't there? Between voice acting and like the characters feeling like they're coming to life. But yeah, the animation is stepped up another level. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm a big fan of Moana. I think that's like one of the best films that Disney has put out in like the last however many years. I think it was better than Frozen. I think this was even better than Moana again yeah um, and the animation has stepped up again like the way that he, water looked amazing in moana but it looks even better in this there was a bit you um you know one of the fights towards the end inside like the the temple yeah um just before like the big climax there's a bit where um namari is like sort of on the ground and the sun is behind her setting and You know how ears are slightly see-through when there's light behind it, you can see the light coming through? They had that happening and I saw that and I was like holy shit, like the attention to detail that they're going to to just like, it's obviously still animated and characters' proportions are still obviously that of an animated character, Mm. but the way they're able to just bring certain things that just make it feel more lifelike to it was just absolutely stunning. Yeah, um, Namira was voiced by Gemma Chan. She was the only one that I couldn't hear her in the performance. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think I've seen her in that many different roles now that I can't... I'm not quite sure what Gemma Chan's natural voice is. Yeah, um, So I think that's the only reason that I couldn't think of... She was still amazing in it, I just couldn't hear Gemma Chan in it, which is probably a testament to her that she was able to voice a character so well that you you don't think of the actress, you think of the character. Yeah, you um, could hear... Aquafina. Aquafina. Yeah, you could hear Aquafina what? in uh, in the role of Sisu. That's what I, guess, I was about to say, yeah. she was the exact opposite. Like I feel like they let her have so much freedom with that role, especially in like say her first two scenes when we're introduced to her and then when they go to get like the first bit of the Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. Like she's bringing in like modern slang and stuff like that and that kind of brought me out of it and then she sort of like toned it down for the rest of the film I think that was her being able to like ad-lib and like bring her own sense to the role and I think they even sort of animated you know the like it's not spoilers because it's in the trailer the human form of Mm Sisu I think they actually made her look a bit like Aquafina as well like she had certain proportions to her which looked like Aquafina yeah which yeah, was I really that. interesting yeah i get that yeah it's... i thought i thought this was like great i genuinely had such a heartwarming time watching this mm-hmm. um it would be great to show you kids absolutely like it's a disney film of course it would put like this like it has a message to it it's so on the nose with it it doesn't like break the formula with anything but it's just refined and does the disney formula perfectly yeah for sure for sure um in terms of people in the role who you couldn't tell who was who, could you tell that Alan Tudyk was playing the role of Tutuk? Um, I only knew because I had seen <laughs> it on the casting thing, but no. It was like, could you tell that it was... I can't even remember his name right now from SNL did the voice for BB-8. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, who saw that coming, eh? Could yeah, he, uh... but Alan Tudyk's done the voice for quite a few, like speechless characters now. He does, like, grunts and stuff like that. Yeah. They should have called him Tudick Tudick instead of Tuk Tuk. <laughs> it's like they just took some uh... They just took some took letters, out letters out name. Yeah, take a couple yeah. letters out of the name. Um... Tuk Tuk was one of my favourite companions that we've had in a Disney film for a long time as well. Clearly he's just in there to sell toys. Yeah. And cuddly toys, but I kind of want a big cuddly toy of him. Like, you know, you see, like, the giant, like, bed-sized Snorlax pillows yeah You <laughs> do one of them yeah. of tuk-tuk i mean you could almost tell straight away that it was going to be iconic i think that was like one of my first notes i was like um tuk-tuk is going to be a thing when you see something you know it's going to be iconic and it's going to like that's going to be like you're just going to be able to match that always to raya and the last dragon you know what mm-hmm. i mean um yeah. it's, it's like the mooshu of raya, raya and the last dragon yeah um yeah I I really liked the I really liked the attention to detail and a lot of the designs and stuff and just how how interesting and stylized the world was like yeah the world building was yeah. incredible I want to see something else in this world yeah yeah it was awesome it was so good um it it felt like it didn't really leave any room for a sequel of any kind but if they did a sequel I wouldn't be mad like or even maybe, like, you know how we had like four TV series spin off from How to Train Your Dragon? Mm-hmm. If we had like a couple of Disney plus small series based around this world and stuff. Yeah. that'd And maybe cool. following different dragons and stuff. Because the world building, like, it looked gorgeous. Like, there was obviously lots of hints to a lot of, especially Chinese, but Asian culture in there. Um, it was absolutely phenomenal. Like, the world just felt lived in. Mm hmm. Which for an animated film, normally you don't feel that. Normally you're just there like, okay, it's it's just sort of like we're plunked in this place. But yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was really good. Uh, Another couple of bits. Um, When I say attention to detail as well, I just mean like the, you know, the design of the sword. How it like split up and it became Mm -hmm. more like a whip. Um, Stuff like that was really cool as well. Yeah. I like how the story kind of explains stuff as you're going along a bit more as well. Like, it kind of... It it takes, like, about 30 seconds to explain something really quick, um, but it doesn't, like, hold your hand as much going through it. So, the bits yeah, I'm talking about... It does about... a lot of show-not-tell as well, which is interesting for a kid's film. Normally, they spell everything out, like you said. It didn't treat its audience like it was stupid, even though it's for kids. No, no, like, I liked how it always told you when you were going to the different areas it didn't just do it as part of the storytelling it literally came up and it would also have the um it had those like quick little flashbacks to stuff which were like maybe Mm -hmm. about five seconds that i really enjoyed thought that was really good um yeah Yeah. I, i really i really liked it that's uh my definitive review of it really. Um yeah. we both really enjoyed this. I I would go back and watch this again. Yeah. Um maybe maybe even like Sometimes, like I'm like, oh, I would give it like a year or so before I went back and watched it. Sometimes with like newer kids' films, because obviously I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not not like when you're a kid and you burn the VHS out trying to play it that many times, like me with George and Jungle. Mm-hmm. But I would probably check this out again in the next year, like you know when it becomes free to play on Disney Plus. In I think it's free, June, free 3rd, to play. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, free to free, free to play the movie. Oh, I <laughs> you hit you play was... on it. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> he's going to start playing some bloody video game, eh? At <laughs> but when it, when it's included with the basic um, Disney Plus membership, I might even go back and watch it again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh, I don't really think, to be honest, as much in the way of spoilers that we need to really talk about on this. I think we can kind of just talk loosely about it and keep the whole thing light, spoiler-free for the story. Because I think that I don't. I think I don't think that really talking about. The ending and the plot really adds much to our review in no. terms of the in terms of the movie. I think it's pretty solid without having to do that. So yeah, uh, there isn't any spoiler section for this. Um, but yeah, there's, there was one bit that I don't know whether you got the same vibe from it when it happened. But there's a bit where the kid talk they talk about the plan and how everybody's got kind of a different plan for doing something. Um, yeah. and when he t- says his part of the plan it like flicks over to a style that's very much in the vein of uh into the spider verse i don't know whether you had that same feeling yeah i was i was trying to figure out what animation style it reminded me of yeah into the spider verse does work it reminded me of sort of like um 'Cause I watched De- oh I watched Deadpool 2 the other day. I forgot about that. That's something I watched over the weekend. Oh nice. Cool. <laughs> in what I've been watching. Um when Deadpool is explaining the plan and stuff like that, like or um I can't remember Can't remember the name of the character. You know the sidekick in Ant Man. Uh yes. yes. It's Luis in the film, but I can't remember what the actor's name yeah, is. Yeah, I know, um, I know he Michael mean. Pena, isn't it? Yeah, he yeah, Michael um, Pena. When he's explaining the plans and stuff like that, and you see like quick cuts of like what they think's gonna happen and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a nice little moment. What did you think of the whole family group dynamic that they had? It wasn't so much of a family, but it, it was like a close knit group that they ended up having by the end of the film. I liked it, I th- it's very typical of a, a Disney. A Disney film mm-hmm. over like something like a because obviously this isn't it's, it's important to note as well that this isn't Pixar this is just disney um mm. but yeah I thought it was pretty you know i, I, I was it's, it doesn't come unexpectedly that they try to like Disney films especially animated films like to get like a couple of things in they always like to have a theme of family and they always like to have a theme where they teach you a big lesson at the end. Uh, the lesson of this film was trust i think um really and yeah it was pretty much yeah i liked i liked how it all kind of came together to be honest i think like we almost said it at the beginning of the thing like it was quite timely for this to come out not only was it in like a good section of the year where there wasn't like much happening around obviously there's other disney stuff going on on disney plus they've just sort of like stuck the flag in the end of winter and beginning of spring it was like this is our time one division falcon Linda, the soldier and ray and the last dragon um but it was kind of like timely as well that obviously the world and a lot of people in it are very divided at the moment we can't see the ones that we love and stuff like that and that was a lot of the themes in this was people not being able to be with the people that they love, they were separated from them and stuff like that. And it was a lot about the world coming together, which obviously we've seen things like the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. Like there was a lot of the world could achieve so much more and there would be less dangers in the world if everybody was able to get along and not spread hatred. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like we've seen themes like that in Disney films a lot, but I felt like this film was like spreading that message a lot more. Like you said, it was it was trust. And it was like the belief in people and seeing past what faction someone's from. Yeah. Um, like we said, it's not really spoilers and it's not really like breaking the formula. Like I, I knew where the film was going from about 15 minutes into it, mm-hmm. but it didn't make it less enjoyable along the way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I for guess, sure. I guess that, Pretty much uh, sums it up then, doesn't it? I don't think there's really much else to say other than that, then go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bloody good bloody film, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was a, just good. You know what? Looked yeah, it, good, sounded good, acted it, good. <laughs> voice <laughs> act, voice acted good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. It's, it's just, just bloody good. Hazard. And uh yeah, okay. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. See you later, bye. <laughs> yeah, no. Definitely check it out. Uh, yeah. it, if you're an adult, you're going to see where the stories come in, but it doesn't it doesn't make it less enjoyable in the way that like I said. And I think kids are definitely going to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all the different character designs, all the different creatures in there. It's going to be a merchandising smash hit if enough people see it. Um, get your bloody kids off TikTok and get them watching this bloody film instead, and teach them <laughs> a lesson. Yeah, no more eating Tide Pods or doing weird things <laughs> Tide on TikToks. Uh, don't do any of those dances that you shouldn't be doing because you're too young anyway be be, be watching disney films be, be a kid again yes very good on right. <laughs> um, that note then uh, that's it for this week uh, next week we don't know what we're going to do uh, we'll put a poll on instagram and twitter or whatever and just let us know what you think we should do uh, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, make sure you follow us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at GetRealPod. You can also drop an email into the show at uh, GetRealPodUK at gmail.com. Chris, how can people support the pod? The best way to support the podcast, as always, is to leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, go to Podchaser, and if you leave us a rate and review on there, I'll syndicate it to all the other Uh, buddy podcast yeah syndicate syndicate. syndicate. as soon as i said it i was like get that fucking syndicate in there Um, it'll syndicate it to all the other podcast distributors oh i just hit my mic i was that enthusiastic um but another big important way is share us on your socials share us to two friends share us to three friends walk into work as soon as you slam that office door open if you able to go into the office be like oi bitches listen to get real while you're working right now don't say if you are your working from in home saying that <laughs> <laughs> yeah be excuse me boss i've got a, a good thing that could benefit the office if we all listen to the get real podcast um if if you got work meetings on a monday morning like most of us have got over zoom or teams or whatever just when everyone's like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, really good. Just listening to the Get Real podcast. <laughs> Get them all interested. <laughs> um, but yeah, just share us out on your socials and don't forget to support our sister podcast over at Get Real Gaming. Um, no idea what they're going to be covering this week. Probably something to do with maybe the Bethesda stuff and the roundtable that they did with Xbox. Mm. Um I don't know, there's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles side-scrolling beat-em-up coming out. <laughs> so it's, it's 2021 and we still need beat-em-ups, side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Ah, oh, you gotta love a good beat-em-up every now and yeah, again. Yeah, yeah There's yeah. been a lot of them in the last year, though. Like Since the Switch has taken off, there's beat-em-ups ahoy. Beat-em-ups anyway. Up's ahoy. I like it. <laughs> there should be a good YouTube channel name, that. Beat-em-ups ahoy. Yeah. Stories ahoy. Anyway. anyway. Watch Raya and the Last Dragon. Support us on socials. Thank you and good night. Be more Camundra, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Kamandra. <laughs> I'm so glad you did it. Okay, let's end it. <laughs>